It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Welcome into our neighbors in the north. It's Cofield and Company. I'm John Von Tobel filling in for Steve Cofield, Willie Ramirez out of the Finley Toyota Studios. Far away from me because I am down at Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar, TI. Awesome spot to be, especially if you want to come in and watch some U.S. Open action, which is currently going on right now. Keep a track of that. This is the best part. I know. I don't. Will I never got the answer to the question? Are you a big golf guy or not? Like, do you like watching it? I will. Um, I'm more of a when Tiger's playing, I'll watch it type of guy. Um, you know, if, if there's something, if there's if it's coming down to it, and I see the headlines are on the ticker, like during a, a major, I may flip yeah. it on regardless. But I, I won't sit and watch all day. I won't sit and watch all day realistically if Tiger's on. I just, I. I but if he, I, I'm more likely to tune in when he's playing. Uh, I've gotten a lot more into golf over the last five, six years, but this spot's been awesome. A big thank you to Golden Circle as well and Don Wolf, who helped us out down here. It's been an awesome season. We love being down here, too. So it has been a, a blast every time I've gotten to come down, and it's a very big thank you to Don and everybody else who has helped us out here at TI. Let's get into it. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents The Big Four at Four. Number four. All right, this is my favorite part. Let's do it. Rank them. Which championship's better, Vegas Golden Knights or the Denver Nuggets? No middle ground. Tear somebody down, Willie. Let's go. I think that the Denver Nuggets championship was more significant wow. and, imp- and, and impressive than the Vegas Golden Knights. Willie Ramirez they were, can be found at 58. No, I'm just kidding. They were, I don't <laughs> get it. They were, they were both number one seeds. I get it, but... All we heard was, and, and you were a part of this, on the opposite end of it, in defending the Denver Nuggets was, you know, forgetting about that they were the most consistent team, not just in the Western Conference, but in the NBA. Um, the story and headlines was all about the Lakers throughout the playoffs, the Eastern Conference teams, Boston, Philly, Milwaukee. All we heard was disrespect, realistically, toward the Nuggets. But... The Golden Knights were the top seed in the Western Conference. They, yes, they weren't favored at the books against Edmonton or Dallas, but a lot of people thought they were going to win. A lot of people expected them to win. They were the better team in, uh, you know, they didn't play better in certain games, but they were the best team throughout. And, and when you looked at it, they were the most impressive team. Like, I think. If they would have got knocked off, it would have been a little more shocking than if Denver got knocked off. So that tells me that Vegas was a little more expected to win the Stanley Cup than Denver. So for me, I'm going to say that Denver's was more impressive just for the disrespect it received more than Vegas. I thought it was equal. I thought both of them, if you were were really going to have it, I thought they were eerily similar, right? It's one seed in the West. In, and I view this from a betting prism, that the market moved against almost every single round that was kind of underpriced, that eventually took on an, I would say, overmatched eight seed coming out of Florida. That was the other odd tie to it, right? right. South Florida. Yeah, right. So, like, I thought they were actually almost mirror um, images of one another. However, I will say that your argument, I think, is a little bit more sound because a win for the Denver Nuggets maybe brings guys like Kendrick Perkins around, right? People who disrespected the Denver Nuggets all the way around. But I find it fascinating as guys and gals in media try to, like, move around their thoughts here. The moment we have this is Kendrick Perkins 
talking about like, you know what, Denver? Now that you've won the championship, you deserve the respect. But I want to get to Allen's point about, you know, uh, when he when he when he addressed about, you know, Michael Malone and us not talking about the Denver Nuggets. Well, actually, that has to be earned. And you have to complete the mission. It's the same thing with the Memphis Grizzlies when they were complaining about us, about them not having enough national televised games. Well, you have to earn the right to have those national televised games. You have to earn the right for us to talk about you. I'm sorry if we're talking about LeBron James, arguably the greatest player to ever touch the basketball. I'm sorry if we're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers, one of the most historical franchises in NBA history. You have to earn the right to be talked about. And the Denver Nuggets has done that by completing the mission and winning the NBA championship. That's right. That's right. You he's, know, but, he's right, but Denver earned the right before they won the championship. They won it when it went into the playoffs. They won but, it when uh, the Joker was amidst the MVP controversy, who should be the MVP. They earned it by winning the Western Conference soundly and being the most consistent team. That's, that's why now, Willie, yes. the Denver Nuggets can have as many primetime games as champions like the Los Angeles Clippers and the Philadelphia 76ers, two teams that, oh, wait, by the way, uh, have won a title and uh, also had more primetime games than them. Let me ask you this real quick because you're, you're the NBA guru. Did the Denver Nuggets, after winning this, gain more respect and love, and love or did they gain more haters? Oh, they definitely earn more haters. Good. That's what I was yeah. looking yeah. for. When yeah. you win, when you win, you earn hate. And yeah. I actually yeah. I think it's a badge of honor. Yes, exactly. Number three. Yeah, we talked about that. Don't but like Steve brought up, Vegas Golden Knights fans, take it. This is what they want. They're jealous of you. Right. All right. Speaking of, look, I admit it. I'd be a hater of San Diego State. They are a successful program in the Mountain West. We know what they do in basketball and the run that they just went on. So if they deserve haters, like they do, because they've been successful with their brand in terms of basketball and football. Well, we get some news here today. San Diego State has told the Mount West, apparently, that it intends to resign from the Mountain West. Uh, there's some intricacies in terms of the timeline that they have to let them know and you know money that would be owed, all of that kind of stuff. The interesting part, Willie, is they're doing this with no deal or no offer <laughs> right. from the Pac-12. Yeah. What, so you're laughing. What are your thoughts here? Because I, I, it's I like think quitting a job without having a job. It's one of those like you can't fire me. I quit. Right? right? Like one of those things. Right. I, I think you know Brett McMurphy had a report earlier today. The Pac-12 is not going to talk about adding teams until their media rights deal is up. I think the writing's on the wall. They're probably going to join the Pac-12. I don't think they would do this unless they had a good indication that that was going to be the case. But what do you make of this? The San Diego State is officially wheels in motion, leaving the Mountain West. I think that on on the surface, there's nothing out there. But I will tell you this. I have a media colleague who went to lunch with a Pac-12 official oh boy. within the last two weeks. Okay. Two, two parts to this. One part is UNLV is not even in a thought, let alone a conversation, of the Pac-12. So, dro- so drop that notion. Everybody out there going, they've got to be there. And I was one of those people going, not because of UNLV, but because of Las Vegas. Why not? encapsulate what Las Vegas adds to, even though you already have your Pac-12 championship, your Pac-12 tournaments, blah, blah, blah. I was one of those people. But according to who, and I trust this media colleague, having lunch with the Pac-12 official, no, UNLV is not even in the thought process, let alone a conversation. But number two, San Diego State's all been in. 
So in behind, they may it may the offer may not be on the table, may not be in the public, but they know somebody's. I mean, they're they're obviously talking unofficially off the record. San Diego State's going to Pac-12. Number two. All right, Demon, this is you. This is you, I, I, I'm learning so much more about Demon. He's a Memphis Grizzlies fan. He's a Ricky Fowler fan, and apparently he's a. I want to say it right. Quit Christian. Pulisic fan. Huh? You all in on this? What's going on? Oh, I'm all in. Christian Pulisic. I mean, he's the he's the next great star. I mean, they won with an interim coach yesterday. Greg Berhalter, they made the, the vote. I don't know what it was about. The whole scandal, like, uh, with Gio Reyna's parents. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to get into all that, but Greg Berhalter, he's back in charge. They're after- t- Demond, by the way, you're ex- ex- there's people that don't have no clue what you're – you're talking about soccer. Yeah, 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 you better I mean, well, on, well. No, no. Well, there's gonna be there's gonna be people that have calves in town. People. Wait, okay, let them know. Let them know. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. That's that. Well, that's first off. That's a bit, Willie. That's incredible because we're talking about this because Demond's question was, can Pulisic uh, make U.S. soccer mainstream? To your point, Willie, I was driving home up Russell yesterday. Yeah, and I'm like, what's with the traffic? <laughs> what is happening right now? And then I drive by Allegiant, and I'm like, oh, that's right. CONCACAF's here, right? and it's actually not the Gold Cup, because that starts next week. Right. It's it's the Nations League, so Damon, I hate to tell you, I don't know if he's ever going to make a mainstream. I, I it drove, was in my town. I'm, I had no idea. I'm we were let, giving away tickets last week. I'm going to let Damon finish his thought. <laughs> no, uh, no. But, but I drove four hour, I drove down to the Aces game four hours early to avoid the soccer traffic, because I wanted to make sure I got in. You know why there was traffic? Because people wanted to see the best American player of all time in well, Vegas. Here's the thing, though. And out here, it might be a little different because, you know, the demographic. Uh, there are a lot of, you know, Mexican people, the Mexican descendants out here in Las Vegas. Yep. You know what keyed me off to it? I just saw all Mexico jerseys and flags. There weren't even USA jerseys. It was just a bunch of people coming out here to support Mexico. Which, by the way, got their faces caved in 3 nothing, And it's been a losing effort for them since early 2000s. But... I, I just I'm not sure unless they have like a big standing on a grand stage like a you know World Cup. Not sure if it ever becomes mainstream. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You know how the Montreal guy had the the like the video. Yeah. Oh, look at how they're reacting after the after you know they won the Stanley Cup. That might be the reaction if the U.S. did win the World Cup. Oh yeah, nobody just <laughs> just empty streets. <laughs> Number one. All right. I thought this was pretty interesting. Derek Carr has kind of spoken again. Uh, we got some wording from Carr. This is the quote out in New Orleans now from Derek. They, being the Las Vegas Raiders fans and Raiders, Willie, they just didn't get my best, and that drove me crazy at the end of the year because I felt so spread out in so many different ways. I just didn't feel like myself, and I feel bad for the Raiders, coaches, and players. Is that an apology for stinking last year and having a near-career worst year for Derek Carr? I, if he was asked, I mean, I, I'm reading where the source where this came from, and they're doing their best to credit the AP for the quote, and I'm wondering if they read it in an AP story, but he said it in a scrum, and I'm wondering what the question was and who actually asked it and to what context. It's a great because. Can I say real quick, that's yeah. a great point, because we always see these quotes, and you have no idea what was asked, how he came about it, all that stuff. That context would help. Right, because I want to know if he just threw that out there, or did they say specifically, are you looking to – you know, sort of personal revenge on yourself for this, for that. So we don't know. 
But if he just brought this up randomly, I'm a little disappointed in Derek that, hey, dude, you've moved on. You made your statement. You've you, you got a new home. You were happy. You did your introductory press conference. There's no reason to bring up the, the Raiders. So I want to know the full context because I'm seeing, and I appreciate that it was put in the rundown and the link that you saw it and so on and so forth. But I'm also looking at the person involved, where it came from, and I know how they aggregate stories. So I need more to it before I comment on how and why he was apologizing. I was perusing some uh, periodicals, yeah. getting ready for the show. Right. Stumbled upon an NFL Network article. Dark Horse MVP candidates. Oh, Number one, okay. Dak Prescott, 25-1. to 1. All right, I can see it. I think Dak's been hated on a little bit too much. The interception's a little unlucky, trying to get some stuff done. If you look at the intricacies of it, you want better odds, that's fine. Number two. Tuatunga Bailoa, 22 to 1. Okay, not bad. Like that. Miami Dolphins uh, quarterback could have some good things coming for him if he's healthy. Number three, Derek Carr, 40 to 1. How's he going to win MVP if he's not even going to win his division? Well, wait, on the link that I clicked that you that you oh, said, he's number two. Damon. I know, I was doing it for radio. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're Demond, doing it. Damon made a face. What do you mean he's not going to win his division? That's Bryce, right. Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers are winning the NFC South. Man, get out of here. Okay, but for odds purposes, the the fact is, if that team is has all of a sudden been tabbed as the favorite in the division, and New Orleans makes the playoffs and makes a run, it's going to be because he has maybe the best season that he's ever had. And you and we're talking about the MVP to that player's team. He mo- he most very well could be an MVP candidate. Doesn't mean he's going to win, but this is a list of candidates. So I, I get it. I can see it. Yeah, I can't. I can't at all. But hey, man, that's why you bet it. You can bet it. I'll make a, I'll make a bet with Demond when we come back. Uh, let's take a look <laughs> at some real champions because uh, they got their rings last night. And oh, boy, I think Willie's jealous. I got a really big team. They need some all right. Oh, what do they want to step on it? They want to step on it. Yeah, really big rings for the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. You know, I don't know about Demond again. I'm learning about Demond, but I do know about Willie. And Willie's got some really nice things. He also has some really big rings. Were you jealous of the shine, the splendor that was the Kansas City Chiefs rings yesterday? Did you Did you get to see them? I did. What do you think? They're magnificent, um, and it's the first thing I thought of was not. Man, I would like to have a ring like that. The first thing I thought of was, hmm, I think the aces are nicer. Oh, you know what? I actually, I got to, let me look this up really quickly. Hold on. Hold on. You really think so? There's a lot of diamonds in them aces rings, man. A lot of diamonds. LB aces rings. Okay. Ooh, okay. That one's nice. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of blingy bling bling. I like, um, I like a little bit more color. Theirs is pretty, like, Blink. in terms of color, yeah. right? There's it's a lot of like, ice with the aces. Yes. There's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of color with the with the Chiefs. I like a little bit more color, a little yeah. bit more, you know, pizzazz, if you will. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs, this has kind of been a theme amongst, like, Super Bowl rings in recent years. There's also, like, you can pop it off and it turns into, like, a pendant, right? So you can wear it around your neck if you'd like to. Um, that's the other question. It's always the question we bring up every single year. I know somebody who has, I believe, two Super Bowl rings. Uh, my colleague over at VSIN, Michael Lombardi, he wears them a lot. And I don't know if I would ever wear mine. Yeah, that's that's the other thing when you brought that up. It's like, is Willie Jones, would he like a ring like that? When I saw that in the rundown, I was like, I, now here's what's weird. Now, I don't have a ring. Let me preface. It's not a, it's not a Super Bowl ring or a pro ring, but 
in the 90s when Cimarron, one of the Cimarron te- the, the one with Marcus Banks, when they won the state championship, and I covered them heavily, heavily. for the for a community paper, um, Hank Girardi gave me one of the rings. Like, nice. I never, I've never really worn it. I mean, the players and the coaches, but I, I mean, I appreciated the gesture, and I still have it. But like to wear it, it just, it just seems so big. Like, like even with, even for Shaq, like when he puts the ring on, it's big on him. So I, I, I don't know if I could, if I would wear that big of a ring. I mean, and I don't have big hands as it is. It's just, it's a, it's, it's, it's pretty big. It's pretty gaudy. This is going to be a dumb question. Okay. BGK rings have to be gold, right? I would think so. Yeah, like that. You like you can't have an aces type ring, right? They're not going to be white gold, because right. the new thing is white gold, right? So, like, I have gold. I have yellow gold, white gold, and then sterling silver jewelry. Uh, they have to be gold. With, right. with I don't know what how it's going to be what and what. I just know that the, the aces rings were were encrusted with. They said like there was. 30-plus something, you know, black diamonds, and then there was something white, white diamonds. Diamond. I didn't even know that there was such a thing as black diamonds. But there right. were, but, the, but all I know is full of ice. That's all I know. There was a lot of them. But, yes, I would imagine the Vegas Golden Knights have to have gold rings. Imagine what that opening night is going to be like. The do they, do they get the building. rings on opening night, or is there a ring ceremony like the Chiefs had? There's a, there's a ceremony, right? I don't know. I would. I mean, the Aces did it on their home opener, so I don't the, know. I know in basketball they generally will do. They'll get their rings the day of the season opener. I'm just not familiar with the customs in the see, NHL. See, well, well, then let's let's put it in perspective, okay? The Aces have 12 players on the team, right? Basketball and, team has X. I mean, there's 53 players on the. On the, so they're not going to introduce every single one of the players before the home opener for so the Chiefs. So there's got to be a ceremony then. Right. I, th- the I think they would do. I think they would do. Or or maybe at an exhibition game. Yeah. So so not to take up too much time. Or you get there early, right? So if puck drops at seven, they're going to do the ring ceremony because you don't want the visiting team. You know, it's kind of disrespectful. I mean, it's, it's throw it in their face and they got to sit out there and watch that. Then win a ring. Then win a ring. Got to watch. Would they do? Do they schedule Florida for the opening or Dallas, and they give the rings in front of them? I mean, I have become um, the more I watched that series against Florida, the less I liked them. Why? So I, I would have I would have not only Florida be at the game, I would have them genuflect and put the rings on their fingers before the game began. Okay, Clemenza. Just have have Jack Eichel daintily hold out his hand. And he's got to kiss the ring. And then Matthew Kachuk has to get down on one knee and put it on his finger. Wow. And the NHL has to come in and mandate it. Like, nope, you got to do it or else you're going to get fined. Did you gain any so, – so it sounds to me like the whole – the hitting, the physical, the way that they played. Did you – did you have any sort of compassion at when finding out – or a little respect, I should say, in finding out that some of these guys played two, three games before they couldn't go anymore with broken bones? I mean, sure. Could you but do that? It, I mean, uh, no. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know what the experience is like to have a broken sternum. I've had a broken heart, but I've never had a broken sternum. Well, Aaron, Aaron <laughs> Eckbled, who scored in the finale, uh, he had a broken foot. Yeah. So – I've broken pieces of my body before, mm-hmm. uh, but never like something like that, and then gone to play an NHL game. So I will not be like Tough Guy X, who's going to be like, I could do it. You probably couldn't. Damon, have you ever suffered a, a substantial, significant injury mid-match and continued? Oh, yeah. Uh, not substantial, but I did like someone landed on my leg, you know, performing a move, 
and my leg was dead for like the rest of the match, man. I felt I, it was one of those oh my god. Which moments. match was it? Was it the John Cena match that The Rock he tore something? Was it, he tore his pelvis, and they and the ref went down like they normally do to check on him. And he said he could. He said, but it was at the very beginning, and it was a pay per view, and it was the heavyweight. It was the match, and he and he ended up going another twenty minutes. It's it's in one of his motivational speeches and one of his biggest interviews. I just can't remember which one it was. Well, I mean, yeah, a lot of wrestlers they have those stories, you know, still continuing the match. But right. I'm sure they're, they're, you know, I mean, he's one of the greats of all time. Right. I mean, I did tear a ligament in my hand one time, and I I kept working out at the gym for like another two or three weeks before I decided I need to get surgery so I can. Control my left finger again. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's a hand. Yeah. Who cares? You don't really need that. I know, right? But I was still right. lifting. As long as you can, as long as you can keep clanging and banging, that's all that matters, right? Exactly. Yeah. Demond, would you wear a Super Bowl ring? Oh yeah, like I mentioned right? it um, when Adam and Steve were on the show, so I'll let you guys know. In my one season as working for the PR side of the Raiders, if there was, if the Raiders would have won a Super Bowl, I, do I get one? Yes. Would I wear it? Yes. A would you get one? Percent. You think you'd get one? Yeah, I bet everybody in the organization. Yeah, I'm part of the team, especially if you're part of the PR team. We, well, so he, let me ask you. This. So then, is like Arduva and all of them going to get a ring? Then I believe so. We should run across wow. the hall and ask him right now. <laughs> wow, yeah, ask him. Look at that. Yeah, wow, we'll, you know what? We'll try to we'll try to get that answer for you because uh, Ryan, the hockey guy, Darren Millard, and Magnum are on the Golden Knights Network. We're over on Fox. With the Golden Knights Insider Show, probably recapping everything that took place today, and of course preview and for the parade. Um, so I'll tr- we'll try to get an answer by the end of the show if they're getting rings. Wow, I mean that's cool. Probably have some pride, right? You were part of the team. You called the games. You told the story. Man, yeah, like if the All Rebels, right. if the Rebels win a national championship, you've been part of the broadcast team. You might get a ring. Wow, if look they at offered that. it to you, would you take it? Hell yeah! You what did the halftime show. Of course. of course. What are we, what are we doing? Tell tell my grandkids about it. Be like, you'll never know. I was such a great part of this running rebel squad back in the day. Steve Cofield. Now here's the thing. Steve's a martyr because Steve does way more sidelines, obviously, than I do. Covers the team greatly, both UNLV football and basketball. I'm willing to bet that Steve would turn down the ring. No shot. He he definitely would take the ring. No, I think he would turn it down. Demond break the tie. I think he would. He Steve, would take Steve's it. Got, he would like, take it, but in protest, he would say like, "Oh, I'm, I never look at it. It's locked away." I didn't want to be disrespectful. The only yeah, person yeah. that would the only play, person that would play martyrdom, martyrdom, martyrdom is that the right martyrdom? Martyrdom yeah. is is Adam because he's already a martyr. He would definitely turn it down, but make sure he that everybody knew that he turned it down. Wow. Yeah. Willie, you're the last one. Would you take the ring? Do I am I also covering the team, or is my role completely different? Where I'm part of the team, you're no, you're like your media member that's part of the team, i.e., Steve Cofield, Dan Duva, whatever. Like you're a, you're a, a media member who is paid by the team. Uh, I wouldn't take the ring, but I also would not be a media member who's paid by. If I'm paid by the team, I would forego covering the team. If I'm when you say media, if I'm the Rebels media member, it's if I'm if I'm like on days where like how you do three, four games of the football or maybe half the Rebel basketball team, and then let's say I'm doing that, but then the other days I'm actually covering and writing them and trying to be objective, I would not take the ring. But when I do the other stuff, I'd be filling in. I couldn't get paid. I would never do that. Hmm. Never. Making me think that when I went down uh, to California with UNLV last basketball and they won that little tournament in that small high school gym and they all lifted up the tiny surfboard trophy, I probably should have gotten in there, huh? Oh, yeah. Lifted it up. 
because 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 the other media stuff that you do, JT, with whether you're here or whether on Vsin. You're not really covering like you're not you're covering, but you're not being objective. You're not a beat writer whoa, where you have whoa, to. Whoa, whoa, You don't have you. It's <laughs> different. What are you insulting me now? I'm not insulting you. It's it's a credit to you. It's a credit to you. You don't you, you're not necessarily now if you if you had to cover them and and be now you you can cover them and be uh you know be harsh on them and be critical. That's different. But you, but but to be a beat writer. For a publication, can't do it. Couldn't you? Couldn't take money from the team and Man. cover them. You just can't. Can you imagine? So it's every. Is it literally everybody in the organization? I feel like there's got to be like a line in terms of getting a ring or not. I like, think if you no, you got to be full time. Like for instance, I would feel bad. Like the UNLV interns that we see for all the game day operations, right? The, 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 the like here, how about this? How about this, right, Willie? Like a full time custodian in the VGK offices. No, that's because they work for City National Arena, not the team. Okay, all right. I just I wonder. I want to know who the person is at the very Where's end, the, like, the very like last the cutoff, guy. Yeah. right? Yeah. Who didn't get right. it? Who was right. like right there? Oh yeah. Like, so ah! yeah, the hundred the hundred and sixth employee because only hundred and five are getting them. Yeah, I mean, I'm we need it. We, as a matter of fact, we need to find out who that is and get that person on. For that employee, though, do you think that the team makes them pay? Give them the option. Maybe, hey, you can get the ring. Yeah, buy it. Get, yeah, like a like a fee. Yeah. Like so, a so 105 rings you get, but hey, employees 106 to 115, we're gonna give you this option at this discounted rate. Or I went to a I went to a Warriors game one time. I got a replica ring. Maybe they get those. They were just giving them out to the first thousand. A replica fans. ring. Yeah. yeah, it's like a Cracker Jack. First thousand price. employees to walk in the door. You can exactly. get a ring. <laughs> It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Make sure you come on down. Join me, JVT. You can also me on Twitter at that uh, moniker as well. Willie Ramirez alongside, well, in spirit. He's actually down at the uh, Finley Toyota Studios. Up at the Finley Toyota Studios? I mean, I guess up. It's kind of like up the valley, right, from where I'm at? I would say up. Okay. Hotel. Up in the Finley Toyota Studios with Damon, who's running the show. Uh, I'm going to ask a behind-the-scenes question because I don't know anything. I'm only a part-time employee. So, Damon, are you, like, officially a place replacing Ari? What's going on here? Uh, no, I'm going to be uh, – you're going to be seeing me even more of me next week because we're going to yes. be doing uh, Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio yes, next I will week. Yes, I'll be so, filling in on Tuesday and Wednesday, I believe. Yep. Yes, yeah, Steve likes me so much that he said, you know what, Q, let me get Damon for another week. But since Q's going on vacation, you know, I at least got to, you know, go back and hold down the fort for good old R&R 920 next week. All right. It, it gives me I, a soft my, landing. From my understanding, Cofield and the, the company was asked to fill in. I never got any of those requests, so I obviously am still low, low, low on the totem to fill in over there at uh, Unnecessary Roughness. Well, in, in fairness, I think the reason why I got the ask is because I saw Q outside of work. And, it, and he... And I actually maybe uh, wheeling and dealing force my way in. All right, I, I won't be on this. There's, I, next week. There's a, you know what, Willie? Fi- huh. You know what, Willie? You know what? You're right. Take it solo from here. You got it. I. <laughs> All right. So welcome to Cofield and Company, Willie Ramirez, and Demon James down at Treasure Island, right. <laughs> quarterback in the show. And we move on. Asia Wilson. You're off to a great start. Was not happy apparently. But 
So many things taken out of context with this tweet and with Joe Biden's tweet. Right now, we're going to bring in Jonathan Von Tobel from VSIN. JVT, welcome to the show. Uh, known WNBA expert here. Yep. What's going on? <laughs> uh, so I find this interesting. I think everybody got a kick out of both tweets because they just, I actually mistook the, the tweet for something else, Biden's tweet, and then everybody mistook. Asia's tweet. So I addressed it last night behind the scenes, asking a few people, especially the PR guy for the Aces, and got the scoop. Um, the problem is that there's so many. Everybody just wants to be snarky and cryptic rather than just coming right out. But there was a lot more to Asia's tweet than than what was said. There were a couple of like well followed WNBA Twitter accounts are like, "Hey, uh, POTS, POTUS, the." Uh, they weren't the, or, you know, excuse me, but this is because it was all about congratulating the Golden Knights. It said first major professional sports franchise. Right. And they were talking about how he didn't say the first championship. He, first it, was very, it was very cleverly worded in saying congratulations on your title, period. The first sports, uh, professional sports franchise in the city. So basically that second sentence is 100% accurate. The Golden Knights came in 2017, the Aces came in 2007, uh, 2018, and then the Raiders came, what, in 20. So in order, he was correct the way he worded. He didn't say first championship. He said congratulations on winning the Stanley Cup, period, Ba- the first professional sports franchise in the city. No, he said the first major professional franchise in such a proud city. I'm okay, but at- but he but he was still that's still correct, right? Yeah. So they, so there was so nothing- so I'm, but I'm confused here. I know you're leading the show. So what was taken out of context for Asia Wilson? Asia, well, because Asia said, "I wish I could quote your tweets." Right. Because okay, okay. Then he goes, she goes, but. In the meantime, when do we get our? When are we coming to the? Something about going to the White House. The problem wasn't about what he said. She was trying to make aware that they've yet to go to the White House and they won the championship. Yeah, but they got an invite. It's been they confirmed did. by the Aces that they, they already yes, got an invite. That's right. So that's what because that was the next thing. All the responses to that tweet were, "Oh, what's up? They didn't get an invite. Why did they?" So I talked to Jiggy John Maxwell, the PR guy. He said, "No, we did get the invite. The problem is." Well, when are we going? And I asked him, well, who's that on? Is that on Mark Davis and, and the Aces, or is that on the White House? Okay, you have the invite. Do, are, does the White House fly you out? We already know that there's already uh, an issue. I mean, the Aces changed the narrative of being able to get public charters, but so I think that there's a confusion as to who is getting them out there to All visit. Right. All right, we're not done with this because I want right. to clean something up here. Right. I, I think there's a little bit more to what Asia Wilson tweeted out and a controversial story in the world of sports betting. We'll get to the sports betting in a minute. There is a um, a controversial story in the world of sports betting that came up this week. A, a moral story, if you I will. I can't wait to hear this. Um, get your thoughts. We'll test your morality. Same with Damon. Um, just to clean up what we were talking about, because we were discussing um, Asia Wilson for the Las Vegas Aces, discussing her tweet about Joe Biden, who, after the Las Vegas Golden Knights, or Vegas Golden Knights, excuse me, Won the Stanley Cup, tweeted out, congrats to the Vegas Golden Knights on their first Stanley Cup in just their sixth season. The first major professional franchise in such a proud American city. Today, the team and entire community are champions. Asia Wilson's tweet, Twitter not letting me quote tweet POTUS tweet, but BFFR, Damon, you skew a little bit younger. Um, Am I right in assuming that this is BFing for real? BFFR? Am Am I reading that correctly? 
Yes. Okay. And that, and that second F is an expletive. Yes. That's right. So be effing for real. Uh, when is our White House visit, cuz? And then it's, you know, scrunchy face lady on a gif. What I'm failing to understand, what we were just talking about, Willie, is what's being misconstrued because, like, I feel, I'll be honest, I feel like there's just some backpedaling here from the Aces on a tweet that was accurate from the President of the United States. And it was just mis- it was just misconstrued by the, the, by the Aces. And that's fine. It's a mistake. It happens. Wait a minute. If he strategically worded his properly... Maybe she strategically worded hers because she didn't say "Where's our invite?" She said, "When is our visit?" Right. You're, you're focusing so, on you're focusing on the invite. I don't care about that. So you're what, saying what you're saying that her by saying I why I can't quote it and use the word but she really wanted to call him out for what he tweeted. Right. What is the be for real part? What is that? Be for real. When when's our visit? Willie, stop carrying the water. Okay. You're asking me what I think. That's what I'm telling you what I think. Right. But there's no misconstruct. Like, Twitter not letting me quote tweet him, but be effing for real. When is our White House visit? Cuz. Like, come on. Look, we saw this afterwards, and I brought this up to Steve yesterday when I was on, or Tuesday, whenever I filled in. One of the weird things that came out of this, like, we saw some WNBA writers try to push back on the, it's not the first professional championship. The Aces are. No, they weren't. There are a lot of other professional championships that were won out here in Las Vegas. Well before them. Right, well, right. Before, well them. before them. In years before, you know, when I was born. Right. right. The year that, so, right. like, there's, I understand the war that women's sports is constantly fighting. I just feel like this is an odd battle to pick, especially with a team that is in the city that you reside. That's it. So, it, look, I think it's a mis- it's, I think it's a little misconstrued. We all know, like, again, the Vegas Golden Knights don't hold the honor of being the first professional championship. We all know that if we're out here. The media got it wrong in terms of the mainstream media, but it's just, that's all. I thought it was a little odd of a battle to fight, especially with a team that's in your city. You mentioned it when we opened up the show. Like, they should be kumbaya. They should be simpatico. They should be two franchises that are proud of one another because they help bring Vegas, to a certain extent, on the map with the different things that they did. That's it. Well, I do think that they're they, they're in sync because Asia did an interview at right afterwards, and she had been talking about it when they were on the road. And she was like, "I hope we can get back in time to go to the clinching game." So yep. they so they they've been in support. Let's let's make. I think where I think is. Just keep it off Twitter. You're in the middle of a defending a, a season, and don't worry about what the president said, and just leave it off. Don't don't worry about it. You know you know what's right. If, if it's about the way he worded it, you know that you were the very first major pro sports championship in Las Vegas. You know that it's just as important to this city. Just take it easy. Not to mention the fact you tweeted on game day. Right. You had a game last night. Whether or not that you blew them out, that was that was you know that's that's regardless. But nevertheless. I don't. I don't know. It's 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 kind of silly. It's kind of silly. I hey, I was guilty when I first saw it. And BJ Rains, reporter up at Boise, pointed out because I read it really fast, and I can't remember how I misconstrued Biden's tweet. I can't remember what I was saying, but he 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 said no, that's not what he said. And I was like, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yes, and then left it at that. But um, Asia doesn't. She doesn't need to. I think that they're salty that they're they still haven't gone because I the way she worded it. When are we? When's our visit? They did get their invite because they did just go back east mm. and they spent and they played back to back games. I think in, yeah, in Connecticut, so they could have yeah, very just, easily went then. I was gonna say they just had East Coast road trips. Right. I mean, pretty well, much yeah, two games in Connecticut. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, wait, what do you? Maybe maybe they're waiting to go play in Washington and then they'll go. I don't know. I have no clue. All right, morality check for both of you. 
a global sports book, an overseas sports book, is now offering mm-hmm. odds mm-hmm. on the Special Olympics. Willie, mm-hmm. is this a problem? No. I, I, could I, uh, no. I was gonna, go ahead. Yep, thank you. All no. right. It's not. You know why? Because as a media member, if I were to be given a press release and be like, hey, um, this is really, not to use this word, but I mean, it, it's special to them. They work hard. These are athletes in the Special Olympics. They want to be treated as such. They want to be treated like athletes. They want to be respected as athletes. And they're working hard for medals, gold medals. So if that's the case, let's book the action. Treat them like athletes. Treat them like athletes. It puts more eyes on the sport. If you're going to bet on it, more than likely you're going to watch it. So people are going to go and search for it and find it in terms of trying to watch it. I don't understand. I feel like we want to get mad at a lot of stuff. I didn't really understand the pushback on this. Damon, betting on the Special Olympics, is that a moral issue? Not a moral issue. I mean, you're clearly a degenerate, degenerate gambler if that's what you're going to gamble on. But, I mean, I had a cousin. Uh, Shannon, he competed in a in a little bit of the Special Olympics, and if he was, I it would just feel wrong to do it. Hey, like even my cousin Shannon, who participated, I'm going to put twenty dollars on him. That feels wrong, but I do. I'm but why? I want to know why it feels. Yeah, wrong. why? I want to know why it feels wrong. It just it just does. It just doesn't sit right with me. Where the maybe because they're not also participating in the uh, gambling aspect of it. Well, I'm not saying that no athlete is, you know, like Usain Bolt, even if you're betting on but him. You, to but win if the you go and attend it and you cheer heartily for one person, your cousin, you're cheering against everybody else. Isn't that morally incorrect? Shouldn't you be cheering for them all because of what they're doing? I, I'll say this. I'll add this. I'm just saying it just doesn't sit right with me. No, no, you, of course. I have no problem with it. I, as a matter of fact, I didn't think about all the flaws in my argument you want. I didn't think about the attention aspect of it as far as bringing more eyes to it, JVT pointed out. But I, I was more on the equality part where, like, hey, they're athletes. They want to be treated as such. Okay, let's add some action to it. Well, that, that's, so that's where I am confused by any of the outrage that would be behind it, which is I saw somebody tweeted out, like, what is wrong with treating their athletic events like we treat every other athletic event? Like, wouldn't that be something that you want in terms of just being treated like another athletic event? These are pro athletes. We have odds on almost everything from table tennis to, you know, dog races, everything. You know, why? what would be wrong with adding these odds and having people bet on it, the pushback was that you're going to get a lot of mean-spirited people who are going to lose bets and treat it inappropriately. And I understand that, but you also get that with athletes or athletics in general, right? You get people tweeting at athletes, mean things all the time in the NBA, the NFL, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I viewed it, and I'm open, by the way, anybody who's listening to this, I'm open to being wrong in this as we're talking about it. I felt like you hit it on the head with what I wanted to say, Willie, which is just I feel like more exposure, if you're going to bet on it, more than likely you're going to watch it. More eyes for them would be a good thing in giving that more exposure because if there's better ratings, that means I don't know how it works, but in terms of TV deals or anything like that, maybe they can get a little bit more out of this for the Special Olympics. Hey, you know what? We see odds at halftime and in between periods. Why couldn't DraftKings all of a sudden put money into it and then become a sponsor hmm. or, or, or a book. I'm just, I use that as an example. Could be, we have a lot of book sponsors, so don't get mad at me, but you know, whomever if we could, I mean, why couldn't all of a sudden there be a sports book and you, and you see it sponsored, but are these athletes demanding, Hey, we need paid. We need to get paid. We need our representation. 
Yeah. I think that that's some no, I, but no, these but athletes aren't asking for any of that. No, so but, when it comes to more eyeballs and hey, this would be more attention, are they asking for no, that but more it'll, eyeballs? Are no, saying, but it allows are, like they're not giving the Michael Malone. Why are you talking about the Lakers? They're not saying why aren't we on NBC primetime? I don't hear any of these athletes at you know bringing up or advocating. We need more eyeballs. We need more revenue. No, I, but I, guess what? So more revenue. Re, more revenue can make the accommodations better. It could make. The travel, but it could, it could make the whole experience for them better. It could be, it could provide a better experience for the athletes. The more money that the the, the organization makes provides for a better atmosphere. It's, it's a, it's like, it's like your the local semi pro wrestling thing that you got that you. Yeah, that I understand okay. how that works, but the vitriol that comes with it, the, the vitriol that could come with it, would it be worth it? Mm. Mm. I wonder if they already get that. I wonder. I honestly wonder if they already get that. Like what? Like from the people that you're talking about, JVT, like the haters. Like, why do we get? Why do we have to watch this? They're not real athletes. Like whoever, whoever, say, whoever would say that from a betting I, standpoint. I think that they are already they, that they would already say it. I think that Demond's point too is it's valid, which is when it comes to losing your money, people are going to get more vitriolic and oh, spirited yes. and angry. So, 100%. and I, I don't think there is a perfect answer to it. If you are somebody who, and I don't want to speak for Demond, but it sounds like Demond's a little bit more on the side of like, eh. Don't really love it. I can understand it. And if you're on the side of me, which is just like, I, I, I feel like it would add some positivity. And if you're betting on it, then you want to watch it, and maybe it adds some growth to it. You know, Damon, I would ask you, like, because you're right, like, yes, we don't know if these athletes want the attention, but I feel like if you're competing at a really high level, you'd also like to share your accomplishments with a lot of people. Like, you'd like people to see you achieve some athletic feats that you've been training for essentially your whole life. Yeah, that, that's a good point, but I also I, I would just want to boil it down to this. All money ain't good money. Yeah. Where it's just what would be the point of that? Also, yeah, you want to be proud of the realistic, you know, accomplishments that you could achieve. More eyeballs, you know, get to share that with more of the world. But when it comes to the vitriol where it, like the people that you would be bringing in, are they here for the good of the game? Sometimes where we played the clip of Paul Maurice after that game where he's like, uh -huh. hey, after the game of, hey, this is what you want to get your kids into sports for. Sometimes the sport should just be about the, the pride of competing in the sport. Not every entity that's out there. Capitalism ruins too many things. And some things should just be about the purity of the sport. And it, I would say a flag in your camp as well, Damon, would be uh, let's not act like sports betting is like they're not doing this for those intentions. Yes. right? They're just putting more stuff on the board to get people to bet. And they know they're going to have a whole percentage, and it's just even that much more money that they're going to make by offering this. So, I, I will, understand. I will, I will, I will, I will say this to Demond's point: <sighs> If you got that much time on your hand that you're handicapping the Special Olympics, please let me know which else you're doing another time that you got that much money in the bank that you can just kick back and handicap Special Olympics. Some people are passionate about it. Okay. Just I, I think a lot of people have passions that you would be surprised about. And especially if you're like somebody, Damon had somebody in his family that participated in it. I think you find a lot more people than you think that have some um, knowledge of it. That's that different. Secondhand. That is secondhand. Because you're, you're involved in it. See, you and I, I'm thinking immediately off of like, okay, how do I set up and start handicapping and writing yeah. about it and, you know, and talking about the odds? I mean, we... we We'd have the NBA report in the morning on Beeson from you, and then all of a sudden we'd have the Special Olympics report. I would I would expect a full blown report like you put out, uh, you know. 
Cleaning. I thought they were going to finish the statement. <laughs> I, I, you know what it was? I was trying. I was, I was trying. Like, no, I was really trying to figure out a clever way to to parlay off of the cleaningtheglass.com site you turned me on to, and, yes. and figure out some kind of catchy. But I couldn't. A reminder that Sunday is Father's Day, so if you're out and about and you need somewhere to go, Ari is going to be over at Twin Peaks, four thirty to six thirty. For dads, if you're out and about and you want to get a deal, how about this $10 burger and beer deal? Ari will feed it to you personally. He'll sit down and put a napkin in your lap, and he'll just feed it to you. Just like I want Matthew Kachuk to put the rings on the fingers of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, Ari will hand-feed you burgers when you go down to visit him over at Twin Peaks. You also get $5 micheladas and 18 different shots for $3.99 each. So go visit Ari on Father's Day Sunday at Twin Peaks third hour of Cofield and Company on the way. A big thank you to Reno who joined us. And if you want to keep listening to the show, lvsportsnetwork.com.